spooky. Warm up with your spookiest evil laugh, Kigo. Do it. Come on, Josh. This is my evil laugh. Actually, that's true. Okay, Casey, you try. My best evil laugh. (laughs) That was was bad. Okay, that was pretty good. All right, here we go. Hi everyone, I'm Megan. And I'm Josh. And this is another episode of Waves, the City of Tenora podcast. On this episode, we have a special correspondent joining us for what we're calling Haunted Kenora. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Waves. And in the introduction, we said that this was a bit of a special episode. Yeah, we have a special correspondent here with us. And I'm so excited to welcome Casey Pika, who is our colleague from the Kenora Recreation Center. Yeah, she actually works with me. Oh, she's so lucky. I know. (laughs) Welcome, Casey. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm so excited. So we are very excited that you're here today because this whole episode was your idea. Yeah, like October 1st hits. I like scary movies. I get spooked really easily, though, so I don't know why I like them so much. Like, I'm a jumpy person as is. But (laughs) I thought Kenora has lots of history. I've been on some of the tours around Kenora that talks about the ghosts, and I thought this was a great episode to introduce to everyone. So why don't you tell us a little bit about those tours that you mentioned? Uh A few years ago, I went on the cemetery tour when Tracy Wells was doing it with the tourism department, and she just talked about the headstones and the history, and then she went and told a little bit of the ghost stories, which was obviously the Mm -hmm. one thing I was mostly interested in at the time, so. Yeah, those cemetery tours are, like, they can be pretty creepy because you're right, like, around October, they do them at night, in the dark, yeah. Uh, like I went on one last year, I think with Brayden from the museum, who's been on the podcast before, and it was a pretty neat experience. Yeah. Brayden still does them through the muse. And in the October months, they, they add a little bit of a spooky flair where there's a little bit more of the ghost stories mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's really cool. So the cemetery tour inspired you, but you didn't go on a cemetery tour for the purposes of this episode, but you did get out in the community and talk to a couple folks. So what can we expect to hear on today's episode? Um, well, you're going to hear Brayden tell some ghost stories of not just the cemetery, but some another location within Kenora, which kind of gave me some goosebumps, not going to lie. And then I went to the Mather Walls house in Kiwaton and talked to Bonnie Goodnick. Mather Walls house is a historic home in Kenora, right? Yeah, it is. And supposedly there has been some paranormal investigations that happened there. So it's a hot spot. I can't wait to hear it. I'm Bonnie Gutnick. I'm the president of the Mather Walls House. So I know the Mather Walls House has a history of being ghostly or spooky. Do you have any specific stories that you can share with us? Paulette and I stayed in here one night all by ourselves. I could hear the, I guess, the doors creaking and like, okay. I've, I've heard some stories where you've set up for a tea and then left and then the chairs would like be moved or put on the table. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because when we, when we come here and 
we get to set up because I'm always here first. Mm-hmm. There's stuff moved, and like we never moved any of it. That is spooky for me. Yeah. I heard that the attic and the basement are probably one of the scariest places in this house. Um, probably the the attic is a little spooky in that up there. So if you want, I can take okay. you upstairs and Let's show you. And that's the attic. Okay, it's a very creepy door up the stairs. <laughs> okay, this is the girls' room. Okay. I was told once that sometimes when people walk by or drive by, they can see someone in the window. So now whenever I drive by the Mather Walls house, I check because I'm like, am I going to see a ghost tonight? Um, or But it looks like that, it could be a manic. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because what we do, we put, uh, we dress her up. Yeah. And we have her facing the window at Christmas time. So, you know, they think that there's somebody in okay. the window looking at, <laughs> at you and that to keep guard on you. Uh, this is where all, this is where the history is, right here. So Mather Wells House, 1889. Yeah. So it's 130, 30 or 31 years old. Oh, it's, old. it's two families. So there's yeah. the Mather family and the Walls family. Yeah. One of them works for the mill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like there's pictures here that shows you how, like how the house is built and how it started and. And the whole history and everything. And then we got ca- old fashioned cameras here. Oh, it's like a little, kind of like a mu- little a museum yeah. of their life. Yeah. And then we found all these pictures, like like for the family. I think they're the history of the whole family there. <laughs> these pictures a little bit spook me out. They look like ghosts because they're so old. Yeah. And then behind you, some of the books were upstairs in the attic. Mm-hmm. And some was downstairs in the basement. So what we did, we came and bought it in here and we dusted everything off and that. And we put all the books in here. So if people want to come and just look, and if they want, they can read it. And they can go and sit in those chairs. Oh, that's a nice feature. Yeah. And the books look super old. Those two books right there, they're the Bibles. What? these books are so big oh and and, heavy oh wow it is like it has a clasp and everything it tells you right here when it was on the 21st 21st day of december um in the year of oh it does 1870 wow yeah that was for his wife to get that is so interesting some of those books, I think, were all upstairs in the upstairs in the attic. They almost look like old journals a little bit. They are. Oh. And well, hopefully the ghosts don't get mad that you moved older books. <laughs> yeah. Me too. And this is our pride and joy. The boys' room. Yeah. Now I heard this room was like the most haunted. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Because someone actually passed away. Yeah. Yeah. This was upstairs in the attic. But then probably those look like the little boy's toys. There's the old bike, the old wagon, 
And see, and then you've got these on the walls, and I don't know. I think it's, I don't know who that guy it is. It's the blue boy. Yeah. And there's no date. It's a painting. No. Yeah, and then this room, this is our, why is this ladder here? like a ghostly thing <laughs> yes it wasn't like that when i came in here i was here last week or the week before and it wasn't in there okay and we closed this door off mm -hmm. so they can't go down this, these creepy stairs here no and <laughs> i refuse to go down those stairs yeah i, I don't think i want to go down those stairs either and then that is for going outside okay i'll show you like the balcony? Yeah. Oh, it says like a little balcony. And you can see the Queen Arena right from here. So this must have been like where the mill site was and he would probably overlook it. Yeah. Yeah, he used to sit out, sit out here with his binoculars and he could see the whole thing. Wow. It's but, quite a view. Yeah. Okay. So... We always have to make sure this door's locked. Wow. Yeah, so like it's really I think any any age would love to come here, experience the Mather Walls, experience the history, yeah, and everything and I and I applaud you for like everything you do here. Like it's a big house to clean and get ready yeah. and I want to thank you, Bonnie, for taking me a tour of the house, telling me some stories and giving me the history. And you have some events coming up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's happening and people can come see the house themselves? Yep. Well, next weekend we're having the haunted house and everybody's welcome. And it's $5 per person and everybody's welcome. I would like to thank you for coming. Okay, wow. So, like, what was your favorite part of your visit to the Mather Walls house? Like, what was the spookiest part of that tour? I think when she just, like, let me walk around the house and, like, just do a solo tour. She was with me and told me some history and background. But then she, like, opened up the basement door. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, I'm not going to go down there. It looked quite spooky. I uh, I was a little surprised that she uh, she admitted that she slept in that that building oh, yeah. before i was like oh, good good on you i know that there's been some major ghost stories there so i live in kiwaiton casey lives in kiwaiton too but i used to walk my dog gary past the mather walls house and one day we were walking up the street so up ottawa street and we got right to the basically in front of the mather walls house and he stopped and he refused to go any further like he would not walk past the mather walls house and it was so creepy Okay, everyone, before we get to the second part of your community tour and your second interview, what's everyone's favorite Halloween song? <laughs> uh, so you're going you're gonna to laugh, but uh, I got two young kids at home right now and we put on, uh, I don't even know what it is, it's, it's on YouTube or whatever, but it's the spooky skeleton song that my kid listens to repeatedly right now. So not just for Halloween? It's, it's just all the time. All the and time. that's what he wants to be for Halloween now. Oh, that's pretty skeleton. cute. What about you, Casey? I don't know. The only one that comes to mind is from the movie Insidious. 
where the little boy is like listening to a record and it goes through the window. Oh, okay. That's well, that's terrifying. I, <laughs> yeah. I cannot listen to horror. I cannot listen. I cannot watch horror movies. Like they're too scary and I've never watched Insidious. Like it's just too terrifying. Yeah, don't. I prefer the classic Monster Mash. Like you can't oh, go wrong with yeah. listening to you're Monster right. Mash on repeat all October. You're right, you're right. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in the flag. Monster Mash, that's a good one. Um, but we did send uh, Casey out to our second community interview, and that was with her resident historian, Braden Murray. Mm-hmm. And uh, so why don't we cut to that now? Braden Murray, and I'm the museum curator here at the Muse uh, in the Lake of the Woods Museum. Kenora has like a lot of history and some of it's kind of spooky and some of it revolves in the cemetery. Can you give us like a history about the cemetery tours? Sure. So the cemetery tour started a few years ago. We've been doing it for about five years, um, but they started quite a bit before that. Uh, the former cemeterian Barb Manson was uh, the one who started them. Um, so there was an issue with teenagers and, and some others. Uh, with uh, vandalism in the cemetery and, and just people not acting very very good in the cemetery. So there was a thought that if they, they brought in people to kind of get a more of a community sense, more of a sense of who was buried there and the stories of the people, uh, that would help take care of some of the vandalism issue. Turned out that was very true. So that uh, uh, program was meant to just have the school kids come in, but adults were interested too, and Barb started doing the tours a few times a summer doing the cemetery tours. She's really keen on ghost stories as well. Um, so uh, that was an ongoing thing for 10 or 15 years. Then tourism started doing it after Barb retired. And um, after tourism had done it for a few years, they thought, well, this is probably a better idea for the museum. And uh, so they passed it off to us. And that was, I think, in 2016 or 2017. So I actually been on one of these tours and part of, I've heard some ghost stories and I have to know, have you ever encountered any experiences or, or ghosts? Well, I haven't necessarily spotted any ghosts. I haven't had any uh, visitors on the tour other than, uh, than our, our guests that have signed up. Um, but I will say uh, there is a lot of power in place. And so when you're walking through the cemetery and you're seeing the names of these people, the years that they passed away, the the stories, the the local names you recognize. I think there's a lot of a lot of power in that, and at times it can feel very heavy, um, especially in light of the last couple of years. There's a section of the cemetery that's mostly made up of people who died during the Spanish flu epidemic in in 1918. Um, so it's it's especially relevant uh, given the last last couple of years. Whoa. Okay, so I know Kenora has a lot of history. There has to be other areas around Kenora that might be a little bit haunted. Do you have any stories for us? Uh, well, there's there's definitely a few, but I'll tell you one uh, related to the cemetery tour. So uh, on the tour, we talk about the story of Jeannie Stunden. Uh, so Jeannie Stunden was born Jeannie Galbraith down in southern Ontario. Uh, her brother was working here on the Canadian Pacific Railway in the 1880s, and she came to visit she met Alfred Stunden, and uh, he was the reverend of the St. Albans Church, and one thing led to another, as things often do, and they were married. And so she was living here with her husband, and in May 1887, she was uh, at St. Albans Church with her husband. This is back when the church was at the top of Matheson Street, basically right where the parking lot is now. 
And the church was sitting there and, and, uh, and the, the, the congregation was sort of milling about after the church service and Alfred was uh, shaking hands and, uh, you know, uh, wishing people a good week as, as reverends often do. And as she was standing there waiting for her husband to finish, a chandelier fell from the ceiling of the church, landed on her, covered her in paraffin wax and lit her on fire. And this is, uh, this is the height of Victorian Canada. She was a reverend's wife, so it's petticoats and corsets and the whole work. So there's no way to kind of uh, get the, the burning clothing off. And un unfortunately, she passed away. So quite a sad story and uh, quite, quite a shocking story. And so uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine was living around in the corner of Matheson Street, right across the road from that. And he said, oh, I had this really weird dream last night. I felt like I woke up and I thought there was someone in my house. So I got up and I was walking around and I thought I saw this lady in my house. And I actually said something. And, and uh, when I said something, there was nothing there and it was gone. And it was just, I, I don't know what was going on. And I said, wow, that's really weird. Like, what, what was she wearing? What, what did she look like? And my friend said, oh, it's like she was wearing this big Victorian dress. Um, really weird. Like, do you know anything about that? And I said, oh, do I? <laughs> um, so I, I told him the whole story of Jeannie Stunden and the fire. And, of course, uh, the hair on the back of his neck stood up. And I was, I was quite, uh, quite afeared as well. It was uh, really interesting to see sort of the, the, the wheels turning in his head and uh, see the, the connection made in real time. Uh, so quite a frightening thing, really. And uh, who knows, maybe the north end of Matheson Street is haunted uh, by Jeannie Stunden. Okay, I officially have goosebumps. So we're sitting in the museum right now. It's a little too cold to do the cemetery tours. I have to ask, is the museum haunted? Uh, well, there's, there's a lot of stories over the years. And I think the conclusion that the staff have come to is that the museum itself is not but there are certain items in the museum that are. Um, people have seen things. People have seen, uh, it's, it's usually a, long, a young lady. Uh, I've, I've personally never, never had this experience, but uh, my predecessor certainly did. Um, I can tell you, uh, working some late nights this past summer, I was positive I heard someone walking upstairs. Uh, I was working down in the basement, and uh, I was positive I heard them working and uh, walking around upstairs. Uh, it was enough to uh, to frighten me into going home for the night. Uh, we had a contractor a few years ago who was, who was quite positive he was not alone in the museum. Eventually got to the point where he refused to work by himself after hours in the museum. And uh, a, f a few really kind of strange occurrences. We had a summer student looking for something in the basement one time. And he saw something out of the corner of his eye. So we kind of got down on his knees and he was looking and, and there was a bike hanging above him. And when he looked up, he saw the pedal of the bike just kind of slowly turning. Uh, and that was enough. Uh, he, he came upstairs just white as a, white as a sheet. And, uh, you know, there's little things like that where it's like, what's going on? Something's not quite right here. So the story, like I said, uh, the museum itself, not haunted, but the stuff in it, probably haunted. That is That officially has me spooked out. I wish our listeners got to hear earlier. We did an interview, unfortunately didn't record, but you and I swear we heard people clapping and it was, sounded like a group of people and there was no one here in the building. Yeah, it was a very bizarre experience. Um, I don't know where that sound would have come from, quite frankly. Can't and uh, I can't debunk it in real time. <laughs> uh, I definitely heard it, and it sounded like a crowd clapping, and I expected to go out in the courtyard and see a, a large number of people, and there was no one. 
the only people in the building was my uh, coworkers, and they were upstairs working at their computers. So, really, quite quite a bizarre experience. Hard hard to explain that one away. Well, I want to thank you, Braden. If you guys haven't come to the museum, I suggest you come check out the artifacts, see if maybe you can see any of them move on their own. And in the summers, go check out the cemetery tours. They're quite a sight to see. Yeah, we do the cemetery tours every Friday night in the summertime in July and August. And um, you can sign up at the musecanora.ca. And it's a great chance to support local heritage. It's a great chance to learn some some of the local stories and to go on a really nice and pleasant walk through the cemetery. So we love we love to see the crowds and uh, we love to do the cemetery tours. Okay, so I didn't know that, that the museum was haunted. Did you know that, Josh? I did not know that either. There's There's artifacts in the museum that are haunted. Well... So, Casey, I guess, what was your number one takeaway or, you know, spooky thing that you found out on your community tour that you did for this episode, which we're calling Haunted Kenora? I think, like, my one takeaway is obviously sitting down with Brayden and hearing his stories. Like, he has so many stories. But the the one on Bob Matheson Street, like, I never knew there was a church up there and what happened. and it And people still see it sometimes to this day. So creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, Casey, for being our special correspondent for this episode. And thanks for reaching out with this terrific idea about doing a a special episode called Haunted Kenora. Yes, thank you very much. And we're going to get you on a few more. Uh, Casey on the streets. Casey on the streets. <laughs> if anybody else has any ideas for different episodes, please email us at podcast.kenora.ca, just like Casey did. Yeah, it was great to actually, we are always looking for different ideas that we can go and explore and include other people into our podcast. So we, we very much appreciate you coming in, Casey. Well, I have a lot of more ideas. I like it. Stay Perfect. Tuned. All right. Well, this, I think, pretty much wraps up our spooky Halloween Haunted Kenora episode of Waves. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.